Hey, what's up guys? This is Juan Pablo from 100% Finance at 100%Finance.com. Thank you for checking in and ordering our audiobook, The Fastest Way to Financial Freedom. Or for some of you, you may be listening to this as a sample. Either way, we welcome you to the website and thanks again for uh, checking us out. So let's go ahead and get started on how you can get started in real estate investing. More particular, how you can get started towards obtaining financial freedom. I'd like to start off by first defining what uh, passive income is, because that's what your aim should be. Passive income is income that you receive on a consistent basis with little to no work required. And that's what you want. Things such as rental income, royalties, dividends, stuff like that is, is considered passive income. So in this uh, audiobook and in our ebooks, we primarily discuss passive income that you receive through buying and holding rental properties. But we also touch base on wholesaling and flipping if you choose to use that as your extra strategy. But for the focuses, but for the focus of this audiobook and the rest of our ebooks, we normally focus on buying and holding. So that way, whether you work or not, you still got that mailbox money coming in, baby. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get started. A little bit about myself. My name is Juan Pablo. I was born in Pittsburgh, PA. Moved to Atlanta when I was about 10. And uh, pretty much grew up in Atlanta until I went to college. I went to college at University of Georgia. And uh, pretty much grew up poor, knowing my family was rich or is rich. And uh, I didn't know anything about uh, investing or anything about entrepreneurial um, endeavors or, or businesses or nothing like that. Uh, that wasn't my environment. My environment was you try to get over on someone or you try to hustle or you try to work a day job and, and things like that. All right. So um, I, in college, I had poor credit and I had no money. And I graduated college with an economics degree in business and a minor degree in statistics with a 3.2 GPA, flat broke. Moved home with my mom, didn't have no job lined up because I wanted to get a job in the business world, you know, in corporate America. And at that time, they started running credit check on people. Couldn't get a job. So I was working at a temp agency, uh, working for the daily paper, in which I was working maybe from 7 to 3 or 8 to 3, whatever the eight hours would equate to. And I was just doing manual labor, making the daily paper for the next person. Having ink all on my clothes, lifting papers, loading up trunks, trucks things like that and it sucked I'm sure most of you can relate having a day job and what you're not passionate about sucks because even at an early age my I always wanted to uh, serve my purpose I wanted to contribute value to society and for some that might be valuable you know making a daily paper if so that's great because that's to me what success is is you live in a life that you determined you want to live you know, and that, what my friends, was a life that I really didn't want to live. I wasn't, I didn't feel as if I was fulfilling my purpose. And you should get two types of satisfaction with work. First satisfaction, of course, is the monetary satisfaction, getting highly paid. The second part is the inner satisfaction of what you love to do. And that's what I like to talk about in 100% uh, finance is being highly paid for what you love to do. All right, so, um, as I'm living at home with my mom, not really making money, 
I uh, pretty much consider like what did I have to bring to the table? Because with any business or even real estate, you got to bring something to the table. And if you don't have the credit and if you don't have the money, then that's fine. But you got to bring something to the table and it has to be something that's of value. And your time can be as valuable, valuable because that's the two most precious resources you have in this world is time and money. So if you don't have the money and you don't have the credit, bring your time. So you might say, oh, I don't know real estate investing. That's I didn't. I didn't have a clue about real estate investing. I obviously didn't have the credit because my credit was bad. I used to have credit card companies call me all day long asking me where to cash at. And apparently I didn't have the cash. So I'm like, why are you still calling me? I mean, you're going to get the same answer every time you call. I, ain't go, I mean, I'm going to pick up the phone. It's not like I'm avoiding you. It's just that I don't got the cash. I don't have the money. So I know how it is to have a below 600 credit score. So um, as I uh, sat there in my mom's place, I decided, you know what? I'm going to use my time to improve my knowledge and increase my network. And that's what you should do. If you don't have the cash and you don't have the credit, spend your daytime, spend your, your hours, your spare hours, Increase your knowledge and increase your network. Because uh, one person said to me, the difference between a poor person and a rich person, a person who used to be poor yet became rich, it's what they do in their spare time. Yes, it is your prerogative of what you want to do with your time. You may say, yeah, you know, you know what? I worked hard today. I deserve to relax. I deserve to play Xbox all day long. I deserve to watch reality TV on Bravo and VH1 for hours on end. I deserve to relax and hang out and have fun and a party. It's your prerogative. Nothing's wrong with that. However, if you have a burning desire for financial freedom, if you have a burning desire to be wealthy, which is defined as your passive income exceeding your living expenses, or I like to call the, the pile formula, your PI, passive income, exceeds your LE, living expenses, then you really want to spend your spare time becoming wealthy. Spend your spare time putting income-producing assets in your portfolio so that working will be an option for you and not an obligation. So that if you do decide to work, you'll work towards something which you're passionate about. Something in regard to fulfilling your purpose in life. As I'm doing with 100% finance. Giving value to you guys. Because I have a passion of seeing people improve their financial situation. I am passionate about seeing others become financially free. So that they can make a dollar the way they want to make a dollar. You understand what I'm saying? Not It's not about making a lot of money. And you hate what you do. Because I have friends that say that. I don't care what the job is. As long as it's paying. As long as the check comes. I just can't agree with that. I have to feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose. I have to get that inner satisfaction. Okay. So I read the book. Rich Dad Poor Dad. My mom bought me the book. As I was at her uh, at her home in a small bedroom. <laughs> and uh, I devoured that book in about two days. Straight killed it read it over and over and I decided from that point on I'm going to be a real estate investor didn't know how didn't have the resources didn't know anyone didn't have the credit didn't have the money but I had a desire so fast forward six months I finally got out that job of making newspapers and became a security guard and I finally got a job in New York City baby 
working for the government because they don't do credit checks. So I slid in there with my bad credit. And uh, I start, you know, daytime working at the job. And in my spare time, all real estate. All real estate, all day, every day. If I wasn't networking, I was reading a book. If I was reading a book, I was listening to podcasts. If I was listening to a podcast, I was watching a YouTube video. Shout out to all my YouTube subscribers out there. And if I wasn't watching a YouTube video, I was meeting with a realtor. If I was meeting with a realtor, I was meeting with someone who was in, in the game and trying to pick their brain. If I wasn't doing that, I was just doing something else that that would involve me improving my situation. Credit repair. Learning about persuasion or analyzing deals. That's all I did with my spare time. Because I had a burning desire to be wealthy. Alright, so um, I met with my mentor in New York. Like they say, when the student is ready to teach will appear. And um, I met with him uh, first time at his course. And uh, I met him like 30 minutes before he started. And he, he started, you know, I guess to establish credibility, sort of telling me about himself about how he owns a bazillion, gajillion, trillion properties and has exabillion, drillion. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> he, he just basically had a lot in his portfolio, businesses and real estate. So I'm like, okay, whoop-de-doo, that's good to know. And uh, he's like, so what do you want to get out of this class or get out this uh this meeting? And I'm like, um, kind of threw me off there, but I'm like, uh, I mean, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And this is a kind of like a spinoff of a rich dad group. I thought it'd be cool to own some rental properties, a property or two. And this dude proceeded to poke his finger in my chest forcefully with every syllable he said. He said, my goal for you, as he's poking me in my chest, my goal for you is to quit your day job and i thought hold up homie you don't know me like that bro <laughs> you pushing your finger in my chest man you know you you evaded my space homie but uh it actually started to sink in i'm like wow i didn't realize a person can actually quit your day job through real estate investing i thought you were supposed to have a job i thought you were designed to be an employee to work a nine to five, to climb that corporate ladder as high as you can, have great benefits, not white picket fence. Then know you can be um, a businessman and do what you want with your with your life and do what you want with your time. And that started a paradigm shift. So hopefully, this conversation that you listen, or I should say, this monologue that you're listening to right now, is causing a paradigm shift within you because it is possible. I've done it, all right? And so um, I didn't think it was possible. So the class proceeded, and I felt like a fifth grader in a college course. I didn't know what the heck he was talking about. Talking about uh, 100% financing, no money down, your internal rate of return, your cash on cash return, the cap rate, cash all refinances. It sounded like Guapanese, a foreign language to me. However, even though I didn't know what he was talking about, I felt like I belonged. So hopefully by you listening to this audiobook and to my YouTube videos and reading the stuff on my website, hopefully you feel like you belong. It may not make sense at first, but it's all right. Just keep being in that environment because lo and behold, 
you become who you associate yourself with. If you associate yourself with positive messages, you'll be positive. You associate yourself with real estate investors and businessmen, you will be a real estate investor and businessman. If you associate yourself with knuckleheads, you will be a knucklehead. All right, so continue to associate with this frame of thinking and associate with these products that we offer. And I just kept coming. And um, I had the creed, which I suggest you do. And he told me about writing a creed down, which is, if I don't buy my first property by whatever date, the end of the year, December 31st, at that time it was 2010, I ought to be ashamed of myself. And I'm like, this sounds crazy or spooky or whatever. But I was thinking that, well, if this guy actually did it, why not I do it? I mean, what I got to lose? So I posted the creed on my bedroom door. Every time I walked in the house and walked out the house, I would recite it. I would recite it and imagine myself as closing on my first deal. So I walk out my room, I read it, and I don't buy my first investment property. I'd be ashamed of myself. I won't be ashamed of myself if I accomplish this goal. And I will imagine myself having my keys to my first investment property. Next time, if I don't buy my first, I'll imagine myself getting my first rental check. Next time. I would do this constantly to the point I believed it. So shout out to the mindset. Make sure you listen to that mindset too over and over every day, all right? That's another portion of this audiobook. So I'll listen to it over and over and over. I will read it and visualize it. Next to my resignation letter. Because I had my resignation letter taped to my door right next to the creed which was the actual resignation letter of when I wanted to retire, which was by my 30th birthday. And I would imagine myself submitting my resignation letter to my boss to the point where I imagine my outfit. I'd probably walk in there with like a red shirt and a white tie looking like one of the temptations, just slide my way up in the office and be like, you know, something, something amazing. Or maybe the next scene I might walk in there like with a team of people I'm like, I quit. Pace. But I, I continually did this. And uh, in regard to the first investment property for the Creed, I put December 31st, 2010. I bought my first property March 31st, 2010. And keep in mind, during the interim, I did have bad credit. And I didn't have any money. That's why you put these things up there for, to create a burning desire. They're kind of like billboards. Why do you think people spend so much money in advertising and in marketing? You go to Times Square in New York City, you see these huge billboards. Because these huge billboards, they create desires, repeated images. They create desires to the point you want to take corresponding action. If you're driving on the highway and you see a billboard for a McDonald's cheeseburger, you drive another quarter mile, you see that same billboard. Another half mile, you see that cheeseburger. When you get hungry... You may think of, you know what, let me go ahead and pull over and try this, this new cheeseburger out. That's what these billboards do. That's what the creed does. That's what the resignation letter does. It's like your own personal billboard in which when you continue to see that image repeatedly, you start to say, you know what, let me take corresponding action to obtain this because my appetite for this thing, my desire for this thing has grown so strong that it overwhelms the fear I had about taking action. And that's what you have to do with real estate investing. That your desire becomes so strong, your appetite for becoming wealthy is so strong that it overrides your fear. And you take corresponding action towards obtaining it. All right, so I did that. 
bought my first property by March 31st, 2010. And then I said, you know what? This really works. How about I use the same creed, but instead of first investment property, I just cross it out with my pen and on top of first, I write second. So that it read, if I don't buy my second investment property by December 31st, 2010, I'll be ashamed of myself. And guess what, guys? I closed on my second investment property December 7th, 2010. It works. So make sure you, you um, listen to the audiobook, The Mindset, and follow it. Even if it might sound spooky or stupid, just how I thought he might say is stupid, but it's real. Because what you're doing is you're really rescripting your subconscious mind. You are shifting your paradigms. All right. It might sound like some uh, Chinese right now <laughs> of what I'm saying. Some of you are like, yeah, yeah, it does. Let's just do it. All right. What do you got to lose? So uh, I... Uh, Continue to buy properties since then until the point I became financially free and independent. So, um, and that leads us to our mission statement. Our mission is to see people improve their financial situation to the point where they can be financially free so that they can say goodbye to nine to five. So how do you get started? First, I always like to use analogies. I'm the king of analogies. Sometimes people in my, my inner circle, they're like, all right, Juan, you just flat out say what you want to say. Why you got to use all these pictures and analogies and all these hidden wisdom, man? Just spit it out. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's the way I think. So if you want to hear what I got to say, then you got to hear these analogies, partner. So you might be asking, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next, Juan? What's next, Juan Pablo? Here it goes. First, if you want something out of life, we will call that your destination. So let's say you're in New York City and you want to get to Pittsburgh. And your GPS, you might say, all right, I want to go to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You put that in your GPS. Then you might, your GPS might ask, okay, where are you at currently? You might say, okay, I'm in New York City. Just type in New York City. And then it'll devise, like if you use Google Maps, for example, how do you plan to get there? You plan on using a bike? You plan on using a car? You plan on walking? Or you plan on using public transportation? You might say, oh, I want to drive. Vroom. So you pick your mode of transportation. Then it might have a variety of routes. You know, some routes might be, you know, cost effective. Takes you on detours so you can avoid to uh, tolls. Or some of them may be the fastest way so you can get to that destination ASAP and not waste any time. That's the same thing with anything in life. Choose your destination first. Determine the end from the beginning, like Dr. Stephen Covey says in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Determine the end from the beginning. Paint the picture, write it out, and imagine exactly what you want. And it should be financial freedom. Right? Having enough passive income that exceeds your living expenses. Okay, so you can make that wake up whenever you feel like money. When you when you can get that mailbox money. Then decide where you are currently. And that's how that's why you fill out your personal financial statement. So you can see where you're currently at financially. And we have the personal financial statement on our website. If you subscribe, you can get it. Or you can just go to valuable resources on the page of 100%finance.com and scroll down to the part where you get to uh uh, you get to the part where it says free documents. You can download and fill it out. You see the income statement. You'll see the balance sheet. And you'll see the uh, some other information that's pretty good about credit cards and stuff like that. And for your properties. All right. So back to the analogy. 
you have your destination, financial freedom. You know where you're starting at, financially speaking. And also you get your credit report, okay? We'll get into this a little bit later. And then you might want to say, all right, the vehicle that's going to get me there is real estate investing. So then you might want to say, okay, how aggressive do I want to be? Do I want to get to this financial freedom goal ASAP and be a bit more aggressive using creative financing, for example, using hard money, using business credit, using partners, using other forms of financing? Or do I want to take this route, the scenic route, you know, slow and steady or the cost effective route, wholesale a couple deals just to get my feet wet, avoid those tolls, you know? then that's up to you. There's no right or wrong answer to that. Because some of you may like your day job and you just want to have, um, an, uh, just, just want to be able to supplement your income just in case. So it seems less of a risk of just having one source of income, a job, a W-2. All right. So <clears throat> that's, that's pretty much how I like to explain it to people when I do the, uh, the coaching with them. So for the personal financial statement, make sure you fill it out. It's all about your income minus your expenses to let you know if you're making a profit every month. And hopefully you are. And some of you may not be making a profit. You might be at a deficit, but the only reason you're surviving is because you're living off credit cards. Okay? So you want to make sure that you fill this out completely, starting with the income statement. In the income statement, you want to see ways that you can increase your income, you know, through passive income primarily. But if you can increase your earned income a little bit too, that's okay. And you want to see how you can decrease your expenses. You might fill out this personal financial sheet, the income statement part of it. You might realize, man, I spend $1,000 a month on eating out. You know what? Maybe I can reduce that by half so I can free up an additional $500 a month that I can use towards improving my financial situation, paying off debt, paying for credit repair, or use that towards down payments or what have you. And you really want to focus on is the living expenses part. That's the true part right there. And you want to write everything down. Everything from toothpaste to toilet paper to traveling to tithing to toothbrushes to tennis. If you play tennis, I don't know. <laughs> Recreational stuff, you know, entertainment. To uh, t-shirts, clothing. To tuna that's food. That's pretty cool, right? Everything I I uh, said started with a T, right? That's pretty pretty creative for me, right? So pretty much all expenses that you can think of, even some might even be monthly. And they're monthly. You won't do it on a monthly basis, but also incorporate those expenses that you don't pay monthly. Maybe like your uh, your tax man at the end of the year, or for your car and stuff like that for oil changes once a year or whatever. Make sure you do that, and then whatever you get from that number for your living expenses, let's say it's five thousand dollars. And include savings as well. And you're, you're giving charitable donations, things like that. So let's say it's $5,000. That's how much it costs you every month to live. Multiply that times 120%. Just to, it'll be a buffer, you know, just in case there's something you didn't include that you didn't account for. So 5,000 times 1.2, which is 120%, is $6,000. You just do that in your calculator, easy math. Multiply that living expense number times 1.2. That's also called 120% now give you your new um, financial freedom goal of how much income you need to make and in passive income. So let's say that's $6,000 a month. So you might say, okay, so how many rental properties do I need to buy to get that? 
I say um, the average profit per rental property should be a minimum of $250. All right, so that's per rental unit. It could be less for some deals. It could be more for some deals. Like I have a single family house, just one unit, and the profit I get off that one unit is 650 bucks. It's not 250 It's a little bit more. Some of you starting off, you know, you might make mistakes or you might have some properties now without getting the proper coaching or guidance and you might be making a hundred bucks a month. It's okay. All right. But your aim should be at least 250 per rental unit. So what you do is you divide that $6,000 that which is your, your new financial freedom goal to quit your day job. And you divide that by 250 bucks per rental unit. And that comes out to, do, to be 24 rental units. 6,000 divided by 250 is 24. So you should aim to at least purchase 24 rental units. So if you want to buy rental properties and quit your day job, I say a good time frame to have this completed would be maybe five years. I've done it in four years. All right. Maybe you can do it in five years until you get the hang of it. So you divide, or let's say six years, if you want to take the slow and steady route, you know, enjoy the view and avoid some tolls and stuff like that. So let's say it's uh, $6,000 divided by 250, that's 24 rental units, and you take six years to do it. If you divide 24 rental units by six years, that comes out to four rental units a year. So basically, you can just buy a quadplex, a fourplex, a four-unit small apartment building every year. You can, you can get that goal. Easy, as long as you're making $500 profit per quadplex. It's 250 times four. Oh, no, that's not the right math. Sorry. <laughs> if it's four units, it's 250, 250, 250, 250. That's $1,000 profit per unit. As long as you do it that way, then you can do it. So that's just something that you can do just to kind of pace yourself. But this is how it really happens. That's the perfect world scenario. How it really happens is the first year is like a natural progression of a real estate investor. The first year, you might get a single family. Second year, you might get a duplex. Third year, you might get zero. <laughs> For some reason, something happened. The third year, things start clicking. You've been absorbing this information every single day. You've been networking, increasing your knowledge, improving your credit. So you're improving your financial situation. Then you might say, you know what? Hey, the third year or fourth year, you might get a 10 unit. Then the next year, you might get a 20, then a 50, then a 100. That's just how it is. All right, but the way I like to, um, to tell people to... When you buy your first property and you're getting cash flow, don't eat the cash flow. Just reinvest it. Keep reinvesting your earnings until you reach your financial freedom goal so you can reach it faster. So you just keep continuing to build up a reserve. All right, so that way you can uh, get your goal faster. All right, and an account for any mistakes you might make starting off. Because Einstein said, a person doesn't make mistakes is a person doesn't try anything new. And if you're trying something new like real estate investing, You'll make some mistakes, but it's okay. As long as you have the proper coaching and proper guidance, you'll be fine. All right? Mistakes happen, but you move forward. So that's the income statement. Next is the balance sheet. The balance sheet pretty much shows your net worth, your gross assets minus your liabilities. So you want to see how you can leverage that. Like, for example, I had a car owned free and clear, a 2001 Hyundai Santa Fe. I checked out the Kelly Blue Book. It was worth about 7,500. I contacted my credit union. They said, yeah, we can put a car note on that for you and we can give you $7,000 as a cash out. I was like, well, I didn't know you can do that for cars. And they did it. 
So I used that 7,000 and bought an investment property with it. And then I refinanced the uh, single family and uh, the, the car loan, the car note, I should say, was paid off. And I'm still profiting from that rental property today. So you see on your balance sheet what you can do to leverage. You might have a single family house that you can leverage. You know, you might have um, a home equity line of credit you can you can pull out to invest. So you're using debt to, to buy income producing assets. That's what we're about at 100% finance. And then you also want to check out your credit cards. Call them up every month, ask for increases every six months, not every month, sorry. But call them up every month just to check on your balances and make sure you're paying the payments, have a good credit history, and always ask them to have special offers. Because who knows, you might have one credit card, you might have a $10,000 balance on it, the interest rate is 18%. Then you call your other credit card just to check the balance and find out, hey, they have a special promotion. 0% on balance transfers for a year. So you transfer the balance from that 18% interest to that 0%. You know, you know what I'm saying? So you want to... Make sure you use your, your credit to your advantage so that you can leverage it, all right? And we also have the last sheet for rental properties. You have rental properties. Pretty self-explanatory once you take a look at it. And also get a copy of your recent credit report. If you want one for free, go to annualcreditreport.com. But I like to use www.creditchecktotal.com. It's important to know where your credit is. And if you have bad credit, it's okay. I start off with bad credit. You have collections and charge-offs and all these negative items, bankruptcies. Medical bills, all that is okay. You can get that stuff disputed and get it removed. At 100percentfinance.com, we do do credit repair services. So just check that out and see what we have available for, for credit repair and for inquiry removal. So just take a look at that. But you want to see where you are, credit speaking. You want to aim for at least a 720 credit score. So if you desire, you can get business credit with a 720 credit score. Or at least, a, I think, 640 at the time of this recording so that you can qualify for mortgages on an investment property. But of course, you want to aim for above that. If your credit score, credit score is below that threshold, don't worry about it. Again, simply having a desire to have something, just say great credit, it's proof that you're capable of doing it. Just focus on your, your good accounts. Just re remove those derogatory items off your credit report and focus on improving those good accounts. Have a good payment history, have your debt utilization for each car less than 30%, other stuff. Just go to our uh, business credit portion of the ebook or go to our website and you can get free consultation as well. All right. So that's how you really get started. You want to see where you stand financially. And just make sure you have the right frame of mind, the right mindset, and the right tools at your disposal so that you too can be financially free and independent. And you want to know more about my story as well, you can go to the website and go to the about link. And I have that information in detail on the website. And again, check out valuable resources on the website. And you'll see some of the uh, vendors we have with business credit, credit card processors, credit repair, uh, coaching, ebooks, and we have free documents such as how to apply for business credit, wholesaling, without cash or credit, flipping. And when you buy this audiobook, you also get all the ebooks as well with wholesaling, flipping, and business credit, um, buying and holding. You get your personal financial statements. You get a spreadsheet that you can use to analyze your multifamily deals. It's called the buy this or not spreadsheet, which I use myself for my deals. It's just an easy spreadsheet I use to uh, analyze the profitability of an asset, see if I should move forward with buying this property 
has a sample promissory note. As always, you should always CYA consult your attorney or CYA consult your your accountant. But I just have a sample promissory note in which I use for people who lend me money called private money lenders. I have a sample um, property inspection checklist, sample tenant application, business credit facts, real estate investing facts, and I'm working on a 53, 50, 53 unit, getting tongue tied here, a 53 unit uh, property now, and I have some documents on that you can read. And I also have recommended reading, certain books that you should read just to get your mind right. It's vitally important that you have the right mindset, the right frame of mind. So um, in regard to this audiobook, uh, just give you a run through of what else we'll be discussing, whether you're listening to this free version or if you, if you did purchase it, if you did, thank you. I really agree, uh, really greatly appreciate that. But the uh, outline will discuss um, how to get this uh, distressed single family houses, so 100% finance, meaning you're using 100% financing to get an a- income producing asset without using your money. So pretty much you're getting something that's going to put money in your pocket and you're using little of none of your money to get it. You're financing this thing 100%. So we talk about using hard money, how to fi- finance them, you know, driving for dollars, mailing campaigns and stuff like that on how to find them, about dealing with contractors and your extra strategy about how to wholesale, flip, and buy and hold. We also talk about in the audio book how to get your hands on multifamily apartment buildings, 100% finance, about is multifamily really easier than single family? How to do creative deals, creative financing, what makes a deal a deal? How you should uh, work with private money, whether they're partners or lenders. How to analyze and do due diligence on deals, which we also talk about in single family as well, but more in detail with multifamily. Seller financing, how to find these deals, your extra strategy, a whole bunch of good stuff. We also discuss business credit, how to convert it to cash, and how to use it for real estate investing whether you should use a personal guarantee or you should you build it, the qualifications, again, how to convert to cash, how to get more rounds so you can keep getting your hands on more business credit, how to increase your lines, all that good stuff. We also talk about in the audiobook property management. Should you manage it yourself or hire a company to do it? If you choose to do it yourself, we talk about how to screen tenants, about your leases, evictions, how to collect payment, special tools and resources you should have for your property management business that are free and easy to use, scheduling repairs, bookkeeping, and last and certainly not least, the mindset, which we give you some affirmations just to make sure that you're moving forward in in the right direction and have the right frame of mind, how to use your imagination to get you the things you want out of life, about networking, and that's pretty much it. All right, so I hope you enjoyed this audio book. I greatly appreciate your time and being a listener and subscriber to the YouTube channel and to our website. As always, this is to your success. God bless. I'm Juan Pablo. Peace.